This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Equalizer podcast as we give you our immediate post-game reactions on the U.S. Women's National Team uh, 6-0 win over Belgium. I'm Chelsea Bush. With me is Claire Watkins. And the game ended, oh, I don't know, about 10, 5, 10 minutes ago. Um, as I said, they did win 6 nothing. Uh, two goals from Carly Lloyd, one from Jess McDonald, one from Lindsay Horan, one from Sam Mewis, and one from Alex Morgan. All goals except for Alex Morgan because she's a rebel. We're, on, we're off headers. Um, helped in part by... Belgium that just just wasn't very good, and I expected them to to win this, but maybe not quite so much. Claire, what was your kind of immediate reaction? Yeah, I mean, Belgium just didn't really show up, did they? I, I not at all. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, I thought, I mean, it's good news for the U.S. that they were able to get service into the box so frequently without Megan Rapino on the field. Um, I thought Allie Krieger looked fine, but I don't think she was tested at all. Uh, Not at all. And, yeah, the Belgian defense, it just wasn't there. The goalkeeping was poor. I think maybe the, the, the main takeaway from this game is that it reminded me just how aggressive the U.S.'s friendly schedule has been over the last couple of months. Um, and that most games that the U.S. plays still look like this one. Uh, I thought Carly Lloyd looked sharp. I thought she looked hungry. I think she's someone who psychologically thrives, uh, obviously someone who thrives with perceived adversity, um, which is, you know, that went well. And yeah, that was it. The U.S. <laughs> looks good on set pieces, as they do. So yeah, yeah, you know, there was a time though, uh, I guess after the Olympics when when they didn't. So I was kind of really glad to in the, over the last year or so to see that kind of become just a basic part of the repertoire. But I, I agree, Carly had a great game. Um, she definitely plays better when she's she's got a chip on her shoulder. Um, so, and you know, and, and she because she she not only had those those two goals, she had a very nice assist to Alex Morgan for mm -hmm. her goal. Yeah, that was the um, best sequence of the game. I thought it really was. Yeah, and this is the times I'm reminded, you know, obviously this is maybe a step down from some of the, the opponents you're going to see in the World Cup, uh, particularly in the, the knockout rounds. But Carly Lloyd still has something to give. And if I've got someone who can who can do things like that on my bench and come in and, and make, make something happen late in a big game, which she's done on a number of occasions, that's, that's not the end of the world, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I And it makes me wonder a little bit if in some of those She Believes games, if maybe it would have been interesting to see Lloyd come on a bit earlier in those. It seemed like when, when she was introduced during those games, she didn't have a lot of time to kind of get her, her feet under her. But yeah, I think Carly Lloyd is a very good backup for Alex Morgan, if for whatever reason Alex Morgan can't start. Um, and I think also, as we saw, they can 
they do they do pretty well together as well. I think uh, a three front of Morgan, Lloyd, and Press has value in a different way than a Morgan, Rapino, Heath front three. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting look. It, still kind of hard to tell. They were given a lot of space and a lot of time on the ball in the attacking third. Um, but they moved with confidence, and I thought all of that stuff was really positive. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I think a number of World Cup games could end up looking like this one as well. Yeah, um, but for, for me, I think it was just – it was clearly a game where Ellis was just like – she she rotated as many players in who hadn't seen minutes, you know, basically as she could. As, as you mentioned, Allie Krieger started, played all 90 minutes, which uh, is something that Claire can testify to that I may have said in her earlier – earlier pod recording today that I I did not think was going to happen right yeah (laughs) (laughs) we we did see a little bit of a throwback to the 2015 Department of Defense for about the first 30 minutes of the game um, because you had Julie Ertz back on defense as a center back with Becky Sauerbrunn and then Krieger and then Tierna Davidson out at left back now that lasted about half an hour yeah when she moved Ertz into the midfield Crystal Dunn who had been in the midfield to left back Tierna Davidson back to center back what why that's that was a whole question i had why was that change made i I didn't see anything wrong with the way anyone was playing i thought it was nice to give Ertz a a rollout at at center back and and davidson some time at left back i don't see why they need to go back to roles that they they clearly have been playing for the u.s the majority of their their recent time with them so help me figure out claire why why was that a necessary change yeah i don't or was it at all i don't know I mean, they won six to nothing, right? There's no necessary changes. Um, True. But I, I, if I was to take a, just a wild guess, I would think maybe it had something to do with getting Davidson a couple different looks in different parts of the field. She didn't play as much. Um, she hasn't played as much in, in recent um, months, obviously, in, at the center back role. Um, I think this was just getting everybody on the field. I And the thing is, and actually I think maybe the other thing is, I, I could be wrong, but I think every person who played in this match is going to the World Cup. So, well, maybe Allie Krieger, that outside back role is, is hard to tell because I think they had a number of injuries. Obviously, they've got Kelly O'Hara out, and then it's difficult to tell if the Casey short scratch was injury or not. Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah, and- I can't imagine she wouldn't have been on the bench if on one of these games if she was healthy yeah no i'm glad you bring that up because you know going into this when Krieger first got called up it was like oh you know ellis isn't confident and and emily saw it and that's when she's calling Krieger back i'm thinking that's that's maybe not it i'm thinking that she even when when short has been healthy she does just does not see the field she's been called in she if i recall correctly she's being allocated um, of course, those decisions were made, you know, way back in December, and so is Morgan Bryan, who she has said definitively is not going to the World Cup. So, I wonder if, and then we've seen Casey Short has has. It seems like every time she's with the national team, she gets hurt. She's fine with the, with Chicago, right? And well, I'm wondering if yeah. that is a concern now, if if Ellis is maybe thinking Krieger versus Short simply because she's concerned that Short won't be healthy. I understand. I mean, yeah, it's possible. That, to me, I don't know. I don't think, all due respect to Allie Krieger, but the only thing that she could possibly have of a higher value than Casey Short right now is that she's won a World Cup before. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing yeah. uh, talent-wise, you know, on the field. But if neither one of them, let's face it, neither one of them are going to see the field. Whoever's on that roster in the World right. Cup, unless something goes wrong. Right, you're right. Uh, yeah, so Emily Sonnet, for other reasons that escape me, has somehow become the backup. Right. So, and or maybe it is the experience, you know, and that's kind of what they talked up in the broadcast. Yeah, um, I just really hard to I, tell. It is, but yeah, I, I don't. I wonder. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have questions about McCall's or Boney. Um, yeah, she well, did that's, get some that's the interesting time. thing too, because so they're the, sort of the garbage time players. We had Ali Long, we had McCall's or Boney, and we had Jessica McDonald. And in her time, we saw McDonald do exactly what she does, which she had a howler of a miss, and then she gutted <laughs> out yes. a goal at the end. That's who she is. That's exactly who she is. Um, and I wonder if, you know, do they – mostly that just has to do with, I think, how much offensive depth they want to have, um, especially with Lloyd as a reliable backup, it seems, as a striker, not as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that just depends on who they want to bring with them. Obviously, I think there's room on the roster for another central, you know, a central offensive player like McDonald. But, um, yeah, that's if she, what she gave them tonight is exactly what she's going to give them if she goes. Um, Allie Long is interesting to me. She's back in the mix, but hasn't seen any, you know, um, real competitive minutes you know she got some garbage time against australia got some garbage time today um they seem to still really like her in like a defensive stance and i don't know yeah so yeah but that to me i I think i don't think you're gonna take long ends or bony yeah i I think it's gonna be one or the other right um long has the experience but you know experience yeah but ne- but not not recently. I think Zerboni's kind of right. emerged more recently than she got injured. Hasn't really played much since. Um, neither right. one of them, you know, are on the ball a whole lot tonight. So yeah, I yeah, guess but- maybe the basic thing is this, right? That Ellis has like eighteen players that she likes, but she's bringing twenty three. And so these players that we're talking about, some of them are going to make the roster, and some of them aren't. But I don't think the plan is for any of them to see serious time. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I, I think you're you're going to see a very, very similar, a very small core right. of players. Um, part of that because you only get three subs. But even then, I don't think we're going to see heavy rotation. It's just not something that that Ellis does. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the game to me tonight was more like just, okay, let's empty the bench. I mean, even you know, Ashley Harris came on at halftime, which again, it's like, why didn't she just start? You know, did, did Alyssa Nair right. really need to stand there for that first half, you, you know, know 45 minutes? Of, you know what I kind of wonder is I wonder if they thought Belgium was going to be better than they were. And then once it was clear that that's not what this game was going to be, they were like, okay, let's just get a run out for some people. Yeah, maybe because I certainly thought Belgium was going to be well, I thought their be midfield. Yeah, were. I thought at least their midfield and their passing accuracy was going to do them some favors, but they just did. Yeah, they just didn't and show if- up. They've got players that can score goals. They they just could not absolutely 100% get the ball. Their strikers barely touched the ball. They right. they did manage to ding one off the post um, in the second half, but other than that, there was nothing going forward. And I think at the end of the game, it was it was wet. You could see players slipping. I think everyone was getting a little bit tired, so they, they earned a couple corners. But, yeah, and even that first minute of the match, you know, they earned a corner, and I was like, okay, they're, they're going to bring it. Like, right. That was it for, like, the next 75 yeah, minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that their keeper, man. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So, any any final thoughts on the soccer part of the match? 
Yeah, no, it was it was mildly entertaining. That's yeah. about it. Good for confidence. Good confidence builder. Probably reminded the U.S. a little bit of of who they are and their their stance. Um, and you know, they probably did need that. Yeah, I think it's probably and a good. Clean sheet. And they're gonna have a couple of those, I would think, for the next three. They've got yeah. South Africa, New Zealand, and Mexico. Um, let's talk a little bit about the off the field stuff, though. Um, well, I mean, like the broadcasted the... the entire time. Ugh, yeah, my God. Um, <laughs> you can tell. Sorry. You can, no, Sorry. you can you can tell who's doing their homework and who's not. Um, well, I mean, to me, the cool thing about this match honestly had nothing to do with the ninety. I mean, all respect to the ninety niners. It was very cool to see them on television. All of that good stuff. This was cool to me because LAFC is considered to be, you know, Mia Hamm said on record today that she really wants to get an NWSL club in with them. This was, you know, they're doing this big premiere with the state, the new stadium, getting the U.S. in there for the first time. This, to me, has the potential to be the first marquee event that builds a fan base for a club in the future. And that is exciting to me. Less than all of the kind of the bells and whistles of the USA stuff. Yeah, no, well, I will say that, that many clubs have said we definitely want a women's team here in the near future. Um, so I think not, and you know, no offense to, to Mia, she is a, a legend in my book and, and a little bit of a, an idol. I think my little 12 year old heart just about died when all the 99ers came across. <laughs> um, but a lot of a lot of people have said, yeah, we're going to have a women's team. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's in the, the two year plan or anything like that. But it was very cool to me to see a number of very high profile celebrities who were like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this Sunday. I'm going to go to a women's soccer match. And, and, you know, so we saw, you know, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. You saw Natalie Portman. Um, yeah. I think that was part of the time's up executive board. It was. Yeah. yeah. And then they made this, this tweet about it. They made this big post. So it definitely became like, it was an event. Like there were people yeah. who were being seen sure. at a women's soccer match, and I thought that was cool. You're right. I, it may be fleeting, true. but yeah, that's very true. And, that, and and maybe my maybe I'm too I'm an I'm an impatient person. Maybe I'm too impatient, but um, that kind of stuff is absolutely very cool. And I think that obviously when we talk about the issues of women's soccer bias we also just have problems of soccer bias in the country and you know you don't actually see celebrities at a ton of soccer games full stop so in a way all of that was really good it's good for the culture I get frustrated when I see high profile high profile support of U.S. soccer um, especially right now when they're in an open labor dispute with their women's team um, I think all of that stuff is it's good and it, it it's it's great that it's an event I want it I want soccer to be an event I want women's soccer to be an event but it's not investing in anything. And I think also, especially, I think that an investment in what U.S. soccer is doing when they have proven that they don't necessarily want to filter that down into its women's club, like its women's team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just feels it feels a little bit hollow to me. Um, I would be I'd be interested to hear if the Time's Up initiative was doing that um, in support of the equal pay um, stuff going on with the U.S. or if it was well, more just of a, you know, a just supporting the team yeah they they tweeted about it actually and i'm trying to see real quick if i can um if i can bring that up so i and i thought it was kind of ironic because u.s soccer the u.s women's national team twitter account did tweet all those celebrities right that's so weird to me this is where there's this tenuous relationship between the federation and the team it blows my mind yeah so it says time happening now time's up is proud to join u.s women's national team and women players from the 99 world cup at the u.s 
versus Belgium soccer game. It's time for the U.S. Soccer Federation to pay their women players what they deserve. Hashtag times up, pay up. Next tweet um, goes on to discuss the gender discrimination lawsuit. So, I mean... That's wild. I th- yeah, so I think it was a deliberate move, and I think that... Because uh, this was... I think this was tweet was around um, halftime, maybe? I don't remember, but it was, it was after the game had started. And uh-huh. So I think that the U.S. soccer was like, oh, look at these celebrities that are there. We're going to tweet this. It's so cool. Right. And maybe didn't really know... <laughs> Uh, they're there for a very distinct purpose. Yeah. But to, to go back to kind of what I was saying, I, I, the, the thing about celebrities coming is if if there's an NWSL team there, maybe they'll show up at one or two of these things and people are going to come to see them. And then maybe that, you know what I'm saying? That kind of filters. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. That's... I've been at been Houston games and people are like super excited to see J.J. Watt there. Right. So whatever pe- brings people in the seats, I'm all for. Absolutely. I just don't want that money going to U.S. soccer. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, I did see them all with their their, ni- their nice customized jerseys, and yes. I'm like, hmm, would be nice if the uh, general public could, could make those same jerseys. Well, yeah, they certainly, U.S. soccer certainly found some men's cuts for some special fans in the stands today, didn't they? Yes, just just a few. Uh-huh. A few uh, special uh definitely needing the larger size men's cuts yeah (laughs) uh, for their yeah so that was it's frustrating to see that it's like oh if you're special enough you can get that but the people who were desperately handing over their money right nah, you're gonna have to wait yeah so So, yeah i mean it's a it's a it's definitely a positive i felt good about all of it i'm glad it was a big celebration and a big flashy win in la for the fans is all good um felt a bit like a victory tour match uh but yeah, I think we have to keep having these conversations, especially because you and I did a very long podcast today talking about league issues and the stagnancy in the league office and how concerning that is. And to turn around and watch that in LA surrounding the national team, it's good, but it's also not the direction that we want all this to go. Yeah. And I've, you know, we've talked about, uh, particularly, you know, the 99ers, um, you know, they've done a little bit for them at NWSL events. And it's like, they, they are nowhere to be found when it comes to NWSL. Yeah. Except for maybe when, when Mia talks about it and then I get it. They, they had their time, they did their league, um, but they're still, they're still powerful voices. Yeah. And um, so I would, yeah, I would like to see a little bit of that, you know, put your money where your mouth is and sure and, and you've got brandy chastain talking about coaching and i'm like well right. yeah there's a whole league out there right it's a whole I, league out there uh-huh right she wants to get into the u.s youth development when she could jump into the club system and have an have a huge influence on the u.s new u.s talent in that way which is well, what the and, nwsl is for and the, the leagues the, the league they have academies too if she really right. wants to be with younger players you could do that yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be through the U.S. soccer. Right. And I do understand that from the 99ers because they have no reason to have that switch over to club being the foundation of country. That wasn't the world that they lived in when they were playing. Um, but then that also is a concern with the continued... It was their 20th anniversary and the event was great, but those kinds of... that Having this event be about them does cut out a lot of conversations about the future just because there's only so much room. So... Um, yeah, it's kind of a complicated thing, as you know, lots of things are. So as they are, but yeah. uh, one thing that wasn't complicated was the game. Uh, yes. That was a pretty, 
pretty clear cut game. We haven't seen one like that in in a little while. Yeah. So I guess that was that was nice for them. It so um, the the broadcast did say that the World Cup roster should be announced before the May twelfth game against South so, Africa. Yeah, against South Africa. So we have about a month or so. Oh um, man, I think that roster. Wouldn't surprise me if it was earlier, to yeah, be honest. Right. I think I think Ellis knows. I think she knows what she wants. I think she does too. Um, and this was definitely the last chance for anyone on that bubble, which I think maybe I, I think it comes down to maybe like two players. Right. Honestly, I think you've got a defensive sub and I think you've got a central midfield sub that she's maybe balancing at everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, the only other significant news is Rose Lavelle had an ankle injury. She was supposed to play today and didn't, um, and she was on crutches at the match. So it'll be interesting to see how serious that is. Yeah. And I, I I think on everyone healthy, she's, she's a starter for sure. And I think you lose some, some creative creativity without her. And I think maybe that's why we saw a Crystal Dunn run out in the center midfield again, because I don't know that you don't have any other player like like Roosevelt on that team. And she's trying else is trying to figure out where that creativity can come from in a little bit deeper role. Yep. Um, besides, you know, typically you have, you have Rapino and Heath out on the wing. So, yeah, Megan Rapino also scratched. Uh, nothing serious. Just a, a little more of a precautionary measure. Yep. I would um, think so. Yeah, I believe I believe that's what they said. So. Anyway, that that about wraps it up for me. Any last thoughts, Claire, before we all go to bed? No, that's it. Uh, Clear-cut game. Good for Carly Lloyd. Maybe she was the answer all along. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how to follow that. So on that (laughs) note, thanks, everybody, for for listening. Um, This has been a a special edition of Equalizer Podcast with some hot takes of the U.S. winning 6-0 over Belgium. Uh, This has been Chelsea Bush and Claire Watkins. Everyone have a good evening. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.